ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry, and welcome to another episode of the Lux Unplugged podcast. In this week's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to Martin Schoenbrot, co-founder at the Probiotic Group. Martin co-founded this very exciting and forward-thinking business in 2014 with the vision to take a biotech approach to the cleaning environment. During our conversation, Martin explains what the thinking behind his product lines are and how they help various industries and why research is so vital for his business. A particular highlight during this conversation was our discussion around the Luxembourg ecosystem that helped his biotech company flourish during the last few years. A very exciting conversation around various topics concerning health and biotech. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Martin Schoenbord, co-founder at the Probiotic Group. Martin, welcome to the Luxembourg podcast. Thank you for having me, Thierry. It's great to have you here. Um, and before we dive into this very interesting topic about your company and probiotics in general, it will be very good um, to hear from, from yourself. Uh, for people who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Um, I am Martin Schoenbrot. Um, I am 36 years old. Um, I am an entrepreneur in Luxembourg since 2016. So it's already six years ago that I founded my company. To introduce myself, well, basically, I like innovation. I like being disruptive. And when I founded my company, I just wanted to um, provide some core values that are important to me. Uh, by producing and developing actually products that are sustainable, but also bring something uh, to the healthcare. So basically to bring a benefit to health for human beings and animal beings. And yeah, uh, I am now here for a long period of time. In the past, I was actually an IT engineer and I switched to biotech, uh, but I will have the opportunity to explain why during this podcast. Fantastic. So I'll dive right in and, and ask you, uh, why have you chosen a career in, in biotech? Yes, uh, very good question, Thierry. Um, when uh, I founded the company back in 2014, uh, that was in the Netherlands, and I moved uh, to Luxembourg afterwards, um, I was an IT engineer. I actually was working for multinational companies um, as a consultant. And uh, I always wanted uh, to do something good for animals. Uh, actually, I, I wished I would have been a veterinarian uh, when I was a kid. Actually, that was my dream job, so to speak. And so finally, I, I went into an IT career. But um, <clears throat> back then, I, I was doing uh, an MBA uh, in Belgium and Germany. Uh, and uh, I, I came to my last uh, year where I needed to do a thesis and then came the question, okay, um, what am I going to, to, to speak about? Am I going to do a, a cover topic that is on IT and uh, digitalization and everything we know in, in that field? Or should I speak uh, about something else? And that particular day, uh, when I needed to actually find a subject, uh, I had a good conversation 
with my father, who is a, a doctor, and he was telling me uh, that hygiene procedures in hospitals or in private practices uh, were not that sustainable and that basically there are more and more problems, issues with antimicrobial resistance. I will deep dive into this later on. But basically, you have bacteria that became more and more and become more and more resistant. And actually, we were using chemical cleaners that are not that environmentally friendly, uh, but also lose their efficacy. And uh, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And basically, going forward, uh, I made a market research where <clears throat> I saw that there is an opportunity to come up with an innovation uh, that brings two things together, like I said, uh, something that is good for the environment, something that is sustainable, and something that promotes health. And that's the beginning of my career in the biotechnology industry. So it was a real matchmaking situation uh, at that time. Um... Did you ever have uh, those those thoughts of maybe going back to uh, IT or switching early on? Or did you say from the beginning on, no, I got to take this path and I got to stick to it. And, you know, six, seven, eight years later, this, this was the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. So um, sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur, all the time you have... Um, uh, very good moments and also sometimes doubts uh, where you are like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Because my job and my expertise uh, is actually IT. Um, but when I look at the purpose of our company and uh, the fantastic team I have within Probiotic Group, we were able to achieve uh, developments that are uh, so innovative that uh, many corporations, many clients are asking for. And uh, honestly, when I look at look back at it, uh, I, I don't regret it at all. Um, I, I think that I am doing something, a little thing maybe for humanity um, and uh, biotechnologies. I mean, people have heard about it as well during the pandemic with the new technologies that came out with the vaccines. But anyway, um, it is the technology of the future. We have to work with biology um, to bring something to the environment. And we mix it also with the healthcare issue. So the doubts were there, but I am more than convinced that we are doing the right thing. Uh, you, you, you obviously highlighted already some of the reasons um, why you uh, took on this journey. Uh, can you tell our listeners about the origins, about your company, Probiotic Group? So the initial origins are from the Netherlands, as I told uh, before. Uh, we, we founded in an incubator back in 2014, uh, Probiotic Group, uh, where we said, okay, good. Um, we have the company, we have the idea, we have my market research from my MBA, uh, but we have to talk to researchers to see if uh, there is a possibility to use some biotechnologies. And at that time, uh, all the experts uh, that do research and development and that had a focus, let's say, on cleaning care and cosmetics uh, products, um, they were saying, okay, um, we believe that probiotics 
are extremely interesting and you can do something with it. And then we started doing some research over there uh, to create a base, let's say it like that. Uh, afterwards, uh, we went forward and moved to Luxembourg with a structured R&D and production facility. And uh, now here we are. And for listeners who are not familiar with the term probiotic, uh, can you explain to our listeners what probiotics is and, and why is it so important in health, um, uh, not just in the cleaning, but also in the, in the care sector, um, as you just mentioned? And, and it, it is a term that has come up in, I would say, the last two or three years because of the pandemic that comes up. But, you know, it's not very a familiar term to, to the general public. Uh, your listeners, uh, you and myself, uh, we are in contact uh, quite often uh, with probiotics. Um, I would even use the terminology microorganisms. Um, we have it on us. Uh, human beings have more or less two kilograms of bacteria on and in us. So that means on skin and in the gut, for instance. Um, and probiotics as such uh, are known mainly in the food industry or food supplements. Uh, sometimes you hear from uh, bigger brands um, that have yogurts, for instance, and uh, you know that in those yogurts you have good bacteria. So probiotics that do good for your gut system or uh, intestinal tract system. Uh, and people know that. So basically they are saying, oh, cool, uh, I am taking a food supplement for my guts, for my health. So something in, what we take in. Uh, but that thing uh, is quite interesting because if people say that I take something in, we said, why not using it in the environments where we live and work? Uh, because the action is uh, more or less the same. We want to put something healthy in our environment. And back then, uh, we knew that the biodiversity in our environments uh, was very poor. Why is that? Oversanitation. And the pandemic brought that issue again and again, and even stronger, I would say, because we were over-sanitizing, over-disinfecting our environments. And we see that, that uh, 60 years ago, um, the biodiversity was better in our households uh, and people were less sick, so to speak. They had a better, how do you call that, uh, immune system as well. So we said we will introduce that in cleaning and care products because we see the potential for health benefits. So as we, as we mentioned then before, would you agree that uh, the COVID pandemic has accelerated the need of probiotic uh, products in all these different applications? I would say it helped us indeed. Um, I think more and more people are asking uh, the question, uh, what kind of product am I currently using? What chemical cleaner is in my household? Is it good for us? I mean, for the children, for the pet, or for myself? Uh, what impact does it have uh, on my health? And then obviously, more and more people are thinking about using sustainable products just to make sure that we don't pollute, so to speak, the wastewater, for instance. 
so I would say yes, indeed, more and more people are looking towards innovations and new products that come with something that is environmentally friendly and obviously take care of my health. So it gets overall, I wouldn't say easier, uh, but you have a foot in the door uh, with those credentials, uh, with with your customers, um, I'm assuming worldwide. Was that more difficult uh, to convince clients about the environmental uh, credentials in, in the past then? Yes, Thierry, it was very difficult. Imagine when we started our company and I tried to win my first customers and I said, look, uh, I am bringing you a product that cleans, but it's full of bacteria. It's full of microorganisms. It's full of probiotics. The first word, bacteria, sometimes afraid. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, gives a, 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 a sentiment of, okay, this is dangerous, you know. And uh, no, not at all. We come with good bacteria. We come with good microorganisms, probiotics as such. And at that time, people were saying, okay, you are crazy. But we made an amazing job in R&D, improving the effects of our products in the environment, at home or at work, whatever. And more and more people are considering it. Even the largest corporations of that planet, of our planet, are looking into this technology and basically asking us for advice. And that is what is exciting. So you, you, you have achieved uh, several milestones. Um... But not just by convincing the clients, you know, that that is huge um, when you are kind of in the business of changing the mindset of, of clients. Um, in 2022, you raised 2.5 million euros to further develop your sustainable product range. Uh, can you tell us about this significant investment and how will it help uh, to further advance your developments? Yes, that is correct. So um, when we founded our company, it was my father and I, we were the shareholders of uh, Probiotic Group, uh, so family-owned business, um, and we were growing uh, sustainably, so basically uh, step-by-step. And uh, last year, uh, no, this year, excuse me, in 2022, July, actually, um, we uh, found, we, we, we raised indeed 2.5 million euros uh, to actually go or expand internationally. So basically to make sure that the commercial team uh, gets funds to make sure that people know about us uh, in the world. So uh, these 2.5 millions are there to actually increase the human resources in the commercial team and marketing team. Um, as well as making sure we create the right structures in different regions uh, so that actually uh, we are able to distribute our products in the local language, within the local uh, legislation as well, of course, uh, and making sure that the products are certified um, in order to convince new customers in new segments, in new markets. Um, we we both met um, a couple of months ago, and and one thing that uh, I remember that I didn't ask you at the time, so I used um, the podcast as an opportunity. Obviously, with all the the development and the research um, you putting in as a company at almost you know your your own expense, 
how challenging will it be that with all these good developments and research you do, that other companies will take that information and create products? And we're going to talk about your, your most known product in a, in a second. How, how are you navigating through that challenge? To, you know, to keep developing and doing the right research and come up with these good, let's call them good products uh, that the market, uh, you and me and every other household technically needs, that somebody not takes all your advantages and, and produces something that you afterwards have to compete against? So that's, that's a very good question. <clears throat> your listeners and yourself, <clears throat> you have to know that microorganisms, probiotics, bacteria, cannot be patented because these are living beings and <clears throat> you cannot just go uh, somewhere and say, I will patent, so to speak, uh, my bacteria. However, what we do, and uh, that is extremely important, is that uh, living beings, uh, if they fit into, if we want them to fit into a cleaning or a care or cosmetic product, we need the whole formulation that goes around it. Uh, a cleaner needs to smell well, needs to foam, and needs to clean. And then on a microscopic level, our probiotics do their effect. Okay, And this is something that is internal. It's like the Coca-Cola formula that is secret. We do have a lot of secrets on how to make sure that our probiotics actually are viable and compatible with other co-formulants, so basically what I say, surfactants or scents, etc., etc. So the know-how of my team is extremely important. And when I look at bigger corporations that come to us and say, we are interested in that, they don't ask for the raw material. They don't come to us and say, Martin, I want probiotics, just deliver probiotics, and I do the, the, the formulation, the full formulation on my own they see that my team is able to formulate like they would love to and to make this living being uh, a, a success and basically a reality. That's what I wanted to say, that we have the ability to formulate, be it a cleaner, be it a cosmetic, be it a shower gel, whatever, where probiotics sustain. And moreover, you could take whatever probiotic, whatever bacteria, but there are billions of bacteria in the world and we select them very specifically with analysis that we do in our own R&D facility. We just don't, we don't take whatever bacteria. We use the ones that are really good for that particular application. And I think we have uh, years uh, of uh, know-how in advance that the bigger corporations say, okay, good, this is the partner we need to work with in order to make sure we can have a probiotic cleaner or whatever that works and that is stable over time. So overall, within your ecosystem, you want to be the leader, but also the go-to yeah, go company when it comes to probiotics and the products in, in general. And talking talking about your product range, then you obviously have a variety of products. You do a lot of research. We we covered that. Uh, the most known product is uh, Provillion. Uh, can you tell us about the genesis of this product and what are the overall benefits? 
Yes, indeed. Our brand is called Provilan or Provilan. We are uh, focusing on the B2B industry uh, and more specifically uh, the B2B industry where you have ambassadors in the healthcare industry that understand the biotechnology that is behind it, that understand that the complexity of our biology, of our probiotics, bring a health benefit uh, in our environments where we work and live. Uh, Provilan is being distributed all over Europe, also in the United Kingdom, as well as in uh, North America, especially in, in Canada. So the genesis of it is that basically all our products uh, have two main purposes, is to be completely environmentally friendly, and we get certifications like the EcoCert in France or the EU EcoLabel from Luxembourg, from the Ministry of Environment, to prove that we are indeed uh, following guidelines of eco-responsibility. For sure, that is one thing. But then, I mentioned it also earlier, we focus on the health benefits of our products. So we do so many researches. The last one we have conducted these days are, uh, are studies that prove that with our cleaners, we reduce allergens within a household. Allergens that can become very annoying for people, like house dust might allergize and allergens, and then pet hair allergens, as well as pollen allergens, for instance. And the probiotics are living beings that actually eat these allergens. This is food for them and they decompose it. And you see that there are so much other applications where we see that the health benefit is there. And by, at the end of the day, you also do something good for your wastewater because as probiotics continue to eat um, waste material, organic waste that remain in your wastewater, you also do something good when you flush the product into the canalization or into the pipes because the product continues its action afterwards, which is not at all the case with chemical cleaners that actually pollute the wastewater. And uh, I think this vision is really important. And the benefits of our product is that we have a 360-degree vision where we protect the environment and protect the health of our customers. So I want to go back a little bit and talk about uh, Luxembourg in general. You you mentioned earlier that uh, the company was founded uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, you then relocated uh, the company to Luxembourg. And how has the Luxembourg ecosystem helped your company in recent years to further develop where you are today and, of course, trying to get to in, in the future? Um, sure. And so that is a very important topic um, for us, for Probiotic Group. Um, back in 2016, when we founded the company, we were in discussions with the Ministry of Economy to create or to participate, let's say it like that, a program called RDI, Research and Development for Innovation. And we were the first or one of the first companies willing to invest, come with foreign capital into Luxembourg to invest into research and development and create 
or co-create an ecosystem of biotechnology experts, biotechnology companies, and biotechnology institutions. At that time, uh, we were the first ones uh, signing a contract with the University of Luxembourg. They have a department called the LCSB and the Luxembourg Institute for Science and Technology, also known as LIST, where basically we said Probiotic Group is giving you the market insights, the market information and the needs from the customers, from end consumers. And the university would do fundamental research, really looking into the, the ex experimental research where we are looking into the best bacteria and we don't know if it would be uh, produced at the end of the day. But then when we identified interesting strains of bacteria or probiotics that could help in the cleaning, in the care and in the cosmetics field, we went to the lists and list and that particular day uh, uh, they they were able to put it into a scale-up phase to say okay can we industrialize the production of those probiotics are they really efficient are they safe for the environment and for the human being or living beings and they did all this job and afterwards of course when those probiotics were identified and safe and everything certified registered whatever you want they came back to us and then, as I mentioned, we did the whole formulation process to make the end product like a cleaner or a cosmetic product. I want just to say another thing that I find really interesting in Luxembourg is that I have a good relationship with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they, they exchange a lot. They come and see us. They uh, train as well a couple of my employees with the House of Training. Um, and they introduced us as well in the House of BioHealth that has been created, uh, I think, uh, back uh, in 2020 or 2019. But what is for sure is that we wanted to have in that ecosystem our own laboratories uh, in the south of Luxembourg, which is in the House of BioHealth. Um, and uh, we, we are there in an ecosystem of multiple companies doing biotechnologies as such. And I think this environment is extremely important for exchanges uh, to attract talents. That's also a thing. Uh, and we see that ESH, ESH uh, Z, is really uh, an environment where biotechnologies are being pushed and it's close to the LCSB and to the list. So it's just a couple of meters away. And that is always good to have good exchanges. On, on the podcast, uh, when we speak to different uh, business leaders and company owners and so on, um, the message is always very similar that these, let's call them government agencies, are helping individual businesses uh, drive and, and export and, and establish themselves. And, and, and from someone who, you know, originated the idea let's say in uh, in the netherlands and when you talk to your peers from different countries is that exactly what luxembourg is doing right and every other country in a way is doing wrong by nurturing all these businesses and, and obviously helping them because at the end of the day the more successful you are as a business the more people you hire the government is able to collect more taxes 
That is correct. That is their strategy, to have a return at a certain point in time. Obviously, this makes sense. Well, um, what, what I would say is that, uh, indeed, when you have a startup where you have big ambitions and you know that you need to go through an R&D process and then you have or you want to keep the whole value chain and produce um, it's not like a service-based company. It's really something where you need to have human beings like human resources in your company and infrastructure as well. And I have to say for that particular reason, we came to Luxembourg because they saw the big project we had and the ambitions we had, for sure. They supported us financially and put us together with those partners, as I mentioned, the academic and institutional partners, all good with that. Uh, the only comment I can give is that on a pure commercial standpoint or on a pure, how do you call that, being proud of what has been built, come and visit us. Make sure that we put it together and make something official. This is a lack, I think, here in Luxembourg. Um, I have seen that uh, officials from other countries uh came and visited us to say, wow, uh, what you have built is really interesting. Um, and I am just missing that particular piece here in Luxembourg is that they invest with us, of course, into a huge project that has a, a huge ambition and the potential that is also amazing and, and, and great for the future. They are missing the point to come and see us and promote their support on, 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 our, uh, on our project. I think this is something that is missing because we need to be proud of what we have built, the talents that we have attracted. And uh, that is the only thing that I would then give as a comment. But indeed, the ecosystem on a pure financial standpoint and the short tracks that you have to discuss with one or the other in Luxembourg, you know that. That is an advantage that you can't have in bigger uh, uh, countries such as the UK or Germany. I think that is more difficult. Um, now, we have a, a very, uh, I think, a very good tradition here on the podcast uh, where before we wrap up uh, the recording for uh, obvious time reasons. One of the traditions is always to ask our guests at the personal, but also the professional level, what you like the most about Luxembourg. And if you could, what would you change? Yeah, I do like uh, Luxembourg a lot. I think uh, it's uh, it's it's a country and uh, and a mentality that is well structured. Uh, it can be a bridge between different cultures, you know that, the French-speaking and the German-speaking. So I, I do like really this, this fact that basically we understand our neighbors and we adapt. That's for sure. Uh, on a pure personal level, I think uh, as long as we are able to become, uh, I mean, I am able to contribute, let's say it like that, uh, to the biotech um ecosystem here in Luxembourg and make sure that uh, our label Made in Luxembourg becomes as well uh, biotechs from Luxembourg are the leaders of the world or are part of the leaders of the world. I would be very happy uh, to do so. Um, of course, on the professional level, I just want the following thing is that uh, my company and our vision and the mission we have is being understood by many be it B2B partners and why not in the future B2C 
and consumers that actually we are going into the right way uh, to protect our environment, to protect our planet, but also to make sure that the products we are using at home are safe and are really safe and provide a health benefit. This is really a, a thing that is so important to me and in my values. And what would I change in Luxembourg? Um, you know, uh, Thierry, I have a facility in the north in Baila and I have my labs in the south in Esch, uh, sur Z. Uh, what I would change is uh, the promotion of the north. Uh, I think it's a huge, it's a beautiful landscape here in the north. Uh, we shouldn't forget that region in Luxembourg. Uh, many people speak German as well as French, obviously Luxembourgish. And uh, we have enough space to make something great. Why not also in the aerospace lab or in the space uh, industry? But at the end of the day, uh, I would make sure that uh, the government gives a little bit more focus on the north. And, uh, and, and therefore create the infrastructure that is needed because uh, the industrial zones are quite full here and small. So it's always a challenge to find a land to, for instance, for my first project, actually to grow my, uh, my, my facility. So basically to increase the capacity of my facility. So that would be one thing I would change in Luxembourg. Well, for someone uh, who is from the north in Luxembourg, this is obviously a very exciting time. And uh, Martin, thank you very much for, for taking your time to speak to me. And I'm really, really certain uh, that you will have success uh, going forward. And our listeners, of course, will enjoy uh, this episode because it's a very interesting topic with a lot of legroom still to go in the, in the biotech uh, ecosystem. Agreed. Thank you so much, Jerry, for inviting me. It was a pleasure. My first podcast in my life, and I think it was a success. Great. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time.